So hi, uh, welcome to the second episode of Multipurpose, and I'm just grateful to each one of you for uh, you know seeing it, listening it, and giving so much love to the first episode. So I am here with the second episode with with Mr. Ankit, and uh, so Ankit is a vegan activist. He have been volunteering since uh, when he was 15. He is the founder of the Voiceless India, and uh, I'm just like amazed with his work. So let us ask him some questions and let know what his movement is about. So hi, Ankit. Hey, so, so my first question is, um, how has been, how have the vegan journey of your life have been? Um, so I turned vegan when I was nineteen. Uh, okay. And uh, I mean, the journey has been amazing uh, because I mean I've not felt better uh, any time before okay. that. Okay. Um, not just in terms of uh, health, but also in terms of my mind space. Okay. Because uh, the reason I turned vegan was the 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 reason towards uh, being compassionate towards animals. animals. Sure. And uh, once you know, I sort of made that connection and went vegan. I think it's just been such a positive journey after that. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it's been great. So do you think like you have been more uh, comfortable and you're feeling more healthy after being vegan? Definitely. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll say this on camera. I've lost 12 kg. over oh um, the period of 1 year okay. just after turning vegan okay um so i mean it's it's been a very good transform transforming yeah, sure, journey sure, right sure. after that yeah, in yeah. terms of my health as well uh-huh. so yeah it's been a great great journey okay so you're the founder of voiceless india yes. uh, so how like how you started this organization when you started uh, what's the motto behind how was the journey of uh, you know till now and where have you reached and so um <clears throat> as you mentioned um i started volunteering at for animal rights causes at the age of okay. 15 yeah. and i i'm from delhi so i used to volunteer at this animal shelter over there called friendly cause okay and uh, friendly cause is basically a shelter that takes care of dogs and cats oh. uh, who are injured um, you know have been hit by vehicle have met oh, okay. with some um, accident you know okay. those kind of incidences and uh, while volunteering there i sort of you know understood that unless you're volunteering at the shelter people were not aware about the cruelties that animals actually okay. go through i think one of the main reasons for that is that there's not much media attention on animal cruelty yeah. Yeah. um so when i sort of understood the lack of awareness i think that was my primary motive to start voiceless india to make people aware that you know animals also go through this and we as citizens have to be the voice for them um so i started voiceless india when i was about uh, 16 oh, and okay. uh, 16 almost 17 and uh, the reason i i sort of started going to schools talking about animal rights being compassionate kind towards animals and then once i turned vegan myself then voice of india also started promoting veganism as a cause so yeah so is the journey of voice of india been hard or uh, do you did you have difficulties working through with this organization i mean difficulties are there always i okay. mean with everything yeah. um, nothing to nothing for me to crave about i mean um it's all been a learning experience yeah. Yeah, whether it's is, been yeah. a challenge or yeah. easy whatever it's always been a learning experience um but some challenges yes of course uh, considering that i had started when i was 16 17 at yeah. that age um it used to be difficult to approach schools you know tell okay. them that you know i want to come and talk to the children about compassion towards okay. animals they you know I, when they don't take you seriously at that yeah. young age yeah, right i mean um so i mean that was one big challenge but i think with sort of effort and you know with a lot of dedication towards the cause i think it's been i've i've been able to overcome that so okay. i mean that i think that's one of the biggest challenges apart from that regular things but nothing big big okay. challenge yeah so uh, what's the goal or whatever dreams you have doing towards less india so would you like to share 
the primary objective of Voices India is to make people realize that animals are not commodities. Okay. Um, they're not um, things to be sold, to be bought, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, so that's the primary objective. And then because of that objective, we promote veganism because veganism, as you know, is um, the philosophy or the lifestyle that one yeah, leads yeah, yeah. where animal products are not consumed. Yeah, yeah. Right. So um, when we do that, we're not treating animals as commodities. And okay. that is the primary objective to make people realize that it's not necessary for for a dog to be equal to a human. It's yeah. necessary for humans to understand that the dog deserves the same yeah. rights yeah. as us. It does. It so, does. Yes. OK. So do you um, like don't you think uh, if uh, everybody turns vegan, we would uh, overrun with animals? So that's a, that's a question that I get a lot okay. um, as a vegan activist. And uh, so that's absolutely not true. And I'll tell you why. Um, so what people think is that there are a lot of animals and we kill them, we eat them. But uh -huh. that's not true. True, yeah. Um, to breed, uh, to, to eat animals, whether it's in the poultry industry, whether it's in the dairy industry, the industry. or any other industry where animals are sort of raised for food, um, they are bred. They are bred into existence. So they're okay. not naturally there. Yeah. The cows are artificially impregnated so that they deliver yeah, a yeah, child every year. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, chickens, hens, who are actually, uh, naturally, they can only lay about 36 to 40 eggs in a year, but okay. they are forced to lay 360 to 400 eggs. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, because of, through injections, through artificial yeah, yeah. procedures. So that's how we are increasing the population of animals and killing them. Oh, yeah. So in a natural environment, these animals would not increase the way we yeah. are making okay. them okay. increase, right? So um, hence, the even if, if we stop eating them, if we stop breeding them, um, the population of these animals would always stay under control as nature intended it to be. Okay. So don't you think um, if anybody is uh, you know growing his own animal and mm -hmm. uh, eating it, if the animal health is good, mm -hmm. so is it okay to eat that uh, animal or no? So. The reason why it's not okay to eat an animal, it's not about eating, it's more about the fact that what is the animal going through. Okay. So yeah. when we speak about veganism, when we talk about animal rights, we look at it from a victim's perspective. Yeah. And it's very similar to any other movement, whether it's racism, whether it's um, you know sexism, whether yeah. it's any yeah. form of discrimination. Yeah, yeah. Um, for example, racism. Why do we say racism is wrong? We say it's wrong because we are discriminating against someone yeah. from another race. race. Who will feel bad if we do that, yeah, right? Yeah. Similarly, speciesism, which is the discrimination yeah. against species, is wrong because whatever we're doing to animals, the animals don't like that. Yeah, right? true. So when we're eating animals, there's no other way to eat animals other than kill them, yeah. right? So um, the fact that we kill them, that means that we're not respecting their right to live. Okay. And that's the baseline that we as human beings, being compassionate uh, individuals, um, that's the base that we need to follow that Every individual, regardless of the species, has the right to live, and we should respect that right to live. Yes. Okay. So, do you think um, having a pet is mm -hmm. fine? So that's a very controversial um, sort of uh, argument, okay. and some vegans are for it, some vegans are against it. Okay. Personally, what I feel is that um, pets, the word pet in itself, tells us that an animal is there in your house, um, not as a companion animal, but as 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 and not even as a child, right? The word pet, it sort of signifies that the animal is again a commodity. You have bought the animal. Yeah, true. But um, I'm not completely against keeping 
companion animals um, the reason being if you are adopting them okay so in today's world unfortunately um, there are a lot of stray dogs on the roads there are a lot of animals in animal shelters you know who have been injured who have been abandoned by previous um, you know their owners yeah. mm-hmm. uh, so to call them um so now when those animals are at these animal shelters these animal shelters are full of animals they okay. need homes you yeah. know where these animals yeah. can go because they can't leave the animals yeah, on yeah, the road true. in the cities they cannot yeah. survive so in that kind of an instance if a person is adopting an animal to give that animal a better life uh-huh. then i feel that is great, great yeah. but definitely not buying any uh, yeah, more yeah. animals whether the dogs cats birds yeah. any animal yeah, for that matter buying them means that you are telling the industry the breeding industry that it's fine you can keep on breeding, breeding more and more yeah, animals yeah, yeah. and i'll keep on buying, buying them, which it. is wrong yeah. animals as i said are not commodities and we can't put a price to a life yeah true so do you think sterilizing uh, dogs or cats is a better way of doing something absolutely i mean sterilization um, of dogs and cats or any animals um, especially in cities uh it's a very very effective way of controlling the population now um, you know a lot of people say that it's it's against nature to sterilize yeah. you know an animal yeah, yeah. because reproduction is yeah. the cause of nature yeah. but what happens is that in our environment there are so many unnatural things because of which as more and more dogs or cats come into existence okay. um they go through so much of you know misery on the roads okay. um for example if a if a dog gives a litter um if there are five puppies in most instances at least three or four just die on the yeah, road yeah, yeah. right because starvation of, yeah. infections accidents yeah. a lot of these things yeah. they die yeah. so it is obviously better for a life to not come into a world than to come into a world where that life will be miserable yeah right so in that sense it is definitely a very good thing definitely if if we were living in a forest or if there was only nature around us of course sterilization would not be a very good thing okay. but in a city life where we don't have a choice where animals have to live a miserable life yeah, on the road yeah, it's true. better that they don't come into existence yeah yeah okay so um is it uh, what do you say the right word for it uh, what is specimenism uh, speciesism yeah speci- speciesism yeah so speciesism is basically um discrimination against an individual based on the species okay right so um just like sexism is discrimination against an individual based on the sex, sex of that person yeah. okay. similarly speciesism is against the species so for example um i say that um the the hen has a less value because that is a hen, hen. right okay. so that is not there's n- there's nothing wrong in being a hen. hen every animal has their own attributes yeah, their true. own characteristics okay. their own qualities yeah. um it's just that we as human beings need to recognize that and need to value that so that's the that's the crux of spe- crux of speciesism that when a person is eating an animal you're basically saying that that animal has a lesser value than yourself oh. right so that's the thing of bringing equality okay. uh, between all species and recognizing that everyone has the right to live and everyone has their own characteristics own attributes own qualities okay so how how would you uh, as an organization as a volunteer uh, how do you think that you can make uh, you know people consider the life of animal and human mm-hmm. as equal as it can be so how would you work as an founder of an organization how would you do that so a lot of our projects are basically aimed to sensitize individuals okay. whether they are school students college students public generally yeah. um a lot of as i as i mentioned in the start a lot of this arises because of the lack of awareness yeah. um and 
after that a, a disconnect with the surroundings mm-hmm. with the nature yeah. right today we are so busy with our day to day lives that we don't even want to give a thought to that dog who's been mauled under a yeah. car or that hen who's being breeded in the egg industry or the chicken industry um but we need to give that a thought because yeah. after all it's another life yeah. so what we do is we conduct workshops with school students with okay. college students on veganism on animal rights and when i say veganism it basically means being kind towards animals being compassionate towards animals and it is definitely at least to me it sounds very weird that i'm going and talking to someone about being compassionate being kind i mean those are things that we should be generally yeah, as yeah, human generally. beings yeah. as, but uh, Unfortunately in today's world we have lost that disconnect and we need to remind ourselves yeah, yeah, that true. you know we have to be kind and compassionate yeah, ultimately i think all the religions also teach uh, to be generous and uh, loving towards animals yeah like, absolutely yeah we, we we are thought to be kind but i don't know why uh, people love eating yeah that's that's an uh, I mean, another yeah. decision and opinion with they have absolutely yeah So don't you think uh, if everybody turns vegan mm-hmm. not everybody basically maybe if 60% of the population in the world mm-hmm. um, it it is said to be till 20 uh, 50 the population of the world can go till uh, 10 billion mm-hmm. so don't you think if everybody turns vegan that would be hard for the uh, you know to grow food and because if if yes you th- uh, you say we can grow food mm-hmm. but wouldn't it be uh, with a lot of chemicals then so again a very very good question because <laughs> we get that question a lot again yeah. um so you would be shocked to know this that in our world today 50% of all the crops all the vegetables that are produced are fed to livestock okay and livestock means animals like hens goats yeah, 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 yeah. all animals raised for food cows yeah, yeah. um now if we didn't bring these animals into existence unnaturally we wouldn't be feeding this 50% to those cows okay. hens and all other animals okay. we would rather be feeding it to human beings. human beings okay exactly so currently the estimates are that if everyone in the world goes vegan we can feed another 3 billion people my goodness that's with uh, the okay. same amount of crop production oh, we, we are uh, feeding to, animals absolutely we don't even have to increase the crop production with the same amount we can eradicate malnutrition we can eradicate world hunger because 3 billion people is double of our yeah, yeah, own yeah. country's yeah, population yeah, yeah, yeah. right so um, we don't have to grow more food we have to stop consuming animals who eat that food food okay. unnaturally and also it's just logical if you see a cow is such a huge animal yeah, yeah. right it, so it needs a lot to eat it will need much more food yeah. than a human being yeah, yeah. a hen on the other hand is a small animal small but there are so many of them yeah. so they'll again eat more food than we okay. right so that's the thing that we need to recognize that like again 80% of all the soya bean in the entire world is fed to animals 80% oh. Wow. Okay. So you know otherwise if we didn't feed it to animals it would come, to, come to us yeah right so that's the thing so we don't have to grow more food we don't have to even think about that we can grow less food and feed everyone in the world rather than consuming animals and li- living that first world life uh, so today we do have products which are vegan like you know vegan ghee if you, right. if you do consume i don't know if you do so uh, is it do you think uh, the vegan food which we get are as similar as the taste we have made with uh, with animal products. yeah yeah um so a lot of it is very similar and it's getting very similar because um we as human beings are conditioned towards eating animal products i mean 
um, even when I had gone vegan, um, it was difficult for me to adjust to the taste of vegan products, a okay. lot of them. But, uh, of course, the taste will be different, the ingredients are different, so yeah. the taste will be different. Yeah. But a lot of companies are trying to bring in that match. So a lot of um, you know businesses in India, outside India, have actually been able to bring very close taste yeah, yeah, to yeah. the actual product. Yeah. But again, what we need to realize is that is taste more important or life? Yeah. And after that, we need to realize this also that every food product has its own taste. Yeah. Right. So we can't sort of uh, equate cow milk and soy milk. Soy milk will have a different taste. taste for sure. It's different. It's yeah. not bad. It's different. Yeah. Right. So we need to recognize that difference. And once we keep having it, it yeah, will again it become normal. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So uh, do you like we have to milk a cow? Basically, that's the biological process of cow to be milked every day. Mm -hmm. So, don't you think if you don't milk a cow, it would be uh, bad for the cow or something? So, again, that is another myth. So, um, if you look at a lot of scientific reports that have been released by not just um, you know vegan uh, scientists, but also regular you know scientists, food organizations, um, a calf, a baby, uh, like a cow's baby, requires. 10 to 11 liters of milk in one day okay and in a very natural environment where the cow is not being bred or being injected with injections or being milked artificially the cow will also give 10 to 11 liters of milk every day okay so if you see that the calf requires 10 to 11 liters the cow gives 10 to 11 liters and that's the exact requir requirement of the calf okay so the, so inherently if we don't m milk these cows unnaturally buffaloes unnaturally their babies will be the ultimate consumers of their milk, milk. Okay. and their milk will get over by their babies itself. Okay. So we won't have any milk left anyway. But what we are doing in today's world is that we are injecting these cows with injections or like progesterone or estrogen which increase the milk production by 10 to sometimes even 12 times. Okay. I mean in India if you see cows are giving milk as much as 50 to 60 liters in one day oh. which in a natural environment they would only give 10 to 11 liters. Okay. So they're being forced to give so much milk okay. which causes a toll on their body. They are impregnated every year. They are yeah. forced to deliver a child because like yeah, yeah. human beings like any dog, any cat, cows are also mammals. Yeah, they yeah. only give milk when they yeah. have a baby. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So they have to give a baby every year okay. um, to keep on giving milk. Okay. And as you would understand also that giving, delivering a baby is not an easy task. Yeah. It's a very yeah. tiresome task. Yeah, yeah. And doing that every year, it takes a toll on the cow's body. Um, a cow or a buffalo who can live for 25 to 30 years in a natural environment is killed at the age of 5 to 7. Because after oh, 7 yeah, years yeah, of age, yeah. that cow or buffalo can't give as much milk as he or she would be able to before that. Yeah, okay. And then if I'm not wrong, they just sell it as a beef, right? Absolutely. So either they sell it as beef in states where it's allowed or they uh, export it as leather. So again, you'll be shocked to hear this that India is um, one of the largest exporters of beef and leather. Oh. And that is again yeah, sourced from the dairy about, industry. Yeah, true, true. Right? So we need to understand that you know we as a country say that it's wrong to kill cows, but yeah. we are the largest exporters of cows, leather yeah. and beef. beef yeah. So where does that come from? That comes from the dairy industry. Right? Okay. Uh, when a cow is not able to give enough milk, she or he, uh, she is actually sent to be killed for beef or leather. So yeah. So basically, I do love, uh, you know, like I love having curd, I love having coffee with milk. Yeah. So do you think the almond milk or whatever milk we get today, does mm. it, uh, like, will it give me the taste which I require to have? Because uh, basically, I, I, I am thinking to turn vegan, but then uh, when I think basically to, uh, just uh, curd is okay, fine, I live it, I can live it. Mm. But when it comes to milk, I'm very over-possessive, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that it's hard. 
so how can we do that uh, so it is difficult i wouldn't say that it's not difficult yeah. i'll be lying if i say it's difficult um even for me when i had to so i turned vegetarian in 2016 okay. then i turned vegan in 2019 okay so um turning vegetarian was rather easy for me i mean i didn't miss flesh because when i used to see flesh it used to make me feel bad um but turning vegan was difficult because there were again as you said milk and you know certain milk products which i was a very daily consumer of it was difficult to leave that but again one step at a time i started i think i left curd because curd was my least favorite as you mentioned as well um then maybe slowly i think i left like ice creams and you know mithai and all of that stuff and uh, it's one you know one step at at a time and it's basically the commitment in your mind okay so once you are committed that you know and once you realize that you know animal products are causing animal suffering you wouldn't want to consume something yeah. that is causing okay. suffering mm-hmm. to other animals yeah. right yeah so just like that so when i you know started looking at milk i started connecting it with the suffering that cows and buffaloes yeah. go yeah. through oh, yeah. and then i lost the desire to even consume it mm. right so however good the taste is i started valuing life over that taste so i think once and every anyone can do that i mean it's nothing so difficult you just need to realize that life is way more valuable than your taste taste box. yeah yeah true uh, yeah that's a very interesting point i love this thing so is uh, somewhere uh, like sugar what are the things which comes in a vegan list as uh, maybe if somebody wants to turn vegan uh, so mm-hmm. do you can you give some some of the things which you consume daily but we don't know that they are vegan oh like that okay um so there's so many things i mean especially in india um i mean it's the easiest country to go vegan okay. because firstly india has 40% vegetarians yeah, true. so i mean there are so many vegetarian restaurants across especially in south india i mean yeah. most of south indian cuisine is vegan where yeah. your dosas your idlis your you know sambar your coconut chutney all of that is vegan yeah. right um but there are certain instances where you can veganize the options so when you go to a restaurant and you are having aloo paratha okay. so just tell the you know the the waiter that don't put butter on top rest is vegan yeah. right um, if you are going to um, i mean any chinese place chinese places are vegan yeah, yeah. vegetarian chinese is vegan, vegan inherently sure. so except the paneer dishes everything else is vegan okay um you go to a you know um i mean all restaurants have vegan options they may not list it as vegan but there are vegetarian options can be turned vegan very uh, easily just remove the animal products just remove the dairy the honey and um, of course that's only thing in a vegetarian thing okay so so a question which everybody asks to a vegan so uh, what what is the source of protein you take uh, <laughs> what you eat which gives you protein Yeah, and basically i think everything is protein like uh, uh, as in uh, diet we have dals and all have a lot vegetables have a lot yes uh, but do you have something do you consume something else than that or uh, okay so i'm not a nutritionist but just to give a very general opinion um i would say that um, as you said everything has you know some amount of protein yeah, yeah. in it and dals and yeah. especially green vegetables, vegetables. have a lot of yeah. protein in it um soya has a lot of protein in it and you know what we need to realize is that maybe egg or meat in some meats might have more protein than dal maybe yeah, true, right true. but with that meat we also get so many other diseases 
right? Meat has cholesterol. Yeah. No plant product has cholesterol. cholesterol. Plant products are devoid of cholesterol. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. India, in not just India, in the world today, the highest the the highest killer disease is heart disease. And what is heart disease caused of? High cholesterol. Yeah. Right. So cholesterol so, comes from meat. And cholesterol comes from meat. Okay. Right. So when when we stop consuming meat, we'll stop getting cholesterol. We'll stop getting those chemicals that are injected into these animals before they are killed. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll stop getting so many bad. Um, you know things that we get from them which causes our, our health to go worse obesity comes because of high consumption of dairy yeah um, so you know a lot of these things will not you know come to us um, so maybe we'll be consuming little less protein which we'll have to maybe eat little mm. more dal yeah, yeah. I mean you know just yeah, yeah. little more dal but we'll not be getting that cholesterol we'll not be getting those chemicals we'll not be getting the bad stuff right so yeah okay. so that that's what we need yeah. to uh, very interesting so I just have um, like almost we are at the end. I have yeah. just five questions for you. So okay. you can just answer them in one word or if I love it or if I want to get in deep into it, I can ask you to just elaborate sure. it more. Okay. So what is the best advice you got from someone? Um, I think the best advice that I got from someone, um, it's basically to just keep going keep doing what you love okay um and uh, yeah just keep doing what you love because at the end of the day that is what you would want to do for the rest of your life okay. and this is what my mom has told me so oh, wow so did you get some hurdles before becoming vegan before becoming vegan yeah like when you decided to be vegan did you have some problems or people were like no 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 it mm. will spoil you or uh, like that yeah. spoil your body or something of course i mean every every person who wants to turn vegan goes through that and there's nothing wrong in it the people who are telling you that it's not that they are saying that to you because they don't want you to turn vegan they're saying that to you because they care about you okay right and all of us have gro- grown up with that mindset that you know um har din do glass dood ke peene padenge you know uh-huh, yeah yeah so we've grown up with that mindset yeah. and it will take time to break that mindset but then again it is on us to break that mindset and the next generations to come will you know no- not have to face that yeah yeah true so, and advice to people who want to become vegan i think I, without saying anything much i would just say that um once you once you're committed once you do your research i think research is very important okay because a lot of people turn vegan and then they move back to being non vegan because they are they have not done enough research okay so when i say research they need to learn about how they will get the same nutrients from plant based products that they were first getting from animal products okay. because it is important yeah, to maintain yeah. your yeah. health um and also doing research about you know just what veganism is about because once you get to know about the cruelties that animals go through you would never want to go and consume those products again so research is the first thing and the most important thing that anyone whether that's a child whether that's an adult should do before going vegan and then after that the only advice i have to give is that stay committed to what you're doing because you as an individual when i say you i don't mean you but i yeah, mean yeah, no everyone is watching yeah um everyone as an individual is yeah. compassionate no one will go and harm an animal yeah. if they if they're given a choice yeah. right so we have a choice to be kind and compassionate and that choice is by going vegan okay. so veganism is nothing but being kind, kind and compassionate which we as human beings are okay so uh, so what's an advice for your 15 year old self um so you know um I honestly don't want to change anything. I think uh, even at the age of 15, um, I started volunteering. That was, I think, I, and I'm very glad that I did it at that point in time okay. itself. So um, the only thing I would say is that you know, keep doing what you love mm-hmm. at that time. Um, even if I had any doubts whether what I was doing was the right thing or not, I would just say that 
keep doing what you love because after a few years you would just love to do this yeah so sure. yeah yeah i do <laughs> so um, what um, do you, do you think we did not clear anything in this video or uh, you do like to speak about something more so which we could uh, where they can contact you on uh, okay. um, all those things whatever you think is important so i mean of course if someone uh, is wanting to turn vegan or they want to get involved with voiceless india as an organization and also it's not that even in, in voiceless india we have a lot of non vegans who are working and okay. by being in the organization they you know learn more about it and they go vegan you know like yeah. that okay. so if someone wants to work with us uh, wants to volunteer with us you can always uh, contact us on our instagram page which is at the rate voiceless india or you could reach out to us on facebook um and you can also log on to our website which is www.voicesindia.org and just dm us or send us a message an email or anything and we'll definitely get back yeah that was the way i connected to ankit also right, by yeah. just a dm <laughs> yeah thank you very much for watching uh, this episode till the end or if you're listening in audio thank you also to listen and uh, hope to see you within wonderful episode next week thank you very much